Yeah, we live. So Sunday night, I know we um, are a little bit behind schedule on our um, NCAA recap and a little bit on your NFL live. So I know we we had a little busy week this week, but we're trying to catch all up to date right now. So what we're going to do is kick off with our NCAA football recap of this week. I mean, it was, it was definitely some interesting ones. I know Sam is definitely happy about UNC losing to FSU. So I, I'll let you go ahead and hit that one real quick. Sam, what you got on that game? Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to share in all this shit. Hold on. I'm trying to get it shared. Share away. Share away. And then we'll jump into it. Let's let people build up in here. Oh, that's all good. So, yep. I know it's Sunday. Everybody's still trying to get back and watch the game. Looking forward for the 49ers and Rams game, which we're going to get to, so we ain't going to hold y'all up too long, but definitely want to keep y'all posting and up to date, so Stay with us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Some comments. Leave us a couple of reviews on our page once we get done or comment on it exactly why we're talking about it. Let us know what y'all want to hear about. Um, so I'll, I'll give y'all the big one right now, and then we'll probably run back into it. The first one I want to talk about is the first 5-0 and o teams, Titans and Pittsburgh, one of the games that got delayed, which would have probably changed the records around for one of the other teams. Now, I know for sure the Titans have not been 5-0, and if ever, if not for a long time. Pittsburgh, it's a big step up from what they done last year. I mean, they had a dismal season last year. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there. They had the Antonio Brown drama. Juju Smith-Schuster had his coming out year. I mean, but them being 5-0, and not necessarily surprising. But the Titans starting off 5-0, and Tannehill getting his contract, Henry getting their contract. Hey, that ball is definitely rolling, even if they're giving everybody heart attacks by most of these close, close, close victories. But we'll touch back into that one a little bit. But, I mean, as far as NFL, that's all I'm going to give you, just a little slight preview of that one. Now on for the NCAA, UNC, five-ranked team in the nation. Or was, better yet, losing to and, FSU. And FSU. Let me get this up here. For, let me get this. Let me get this up here for a minute. You heard me? <laughs> FSU right. has been struggling all year long. Comes in and knocks off the number five ranked team. Now, before I let Sam go on this round, I will say this much. Big Ten has still not came into the picture yet, so therefore, FSU winning, congrats. But those ratings are very, very construed at this moment. They do not have half of the power teams that should be in there, and the SEC is Definitely not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But other than that, I'm, I'm going to stop. Sam, go ahead and talk about your team real quick. Look, hold on, because I spilled Coke everywhere. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. Now, nah, here we go. Here we go. Let me break it. Hold on. Let me get this. Can y'all see that? Can y'all – what's that say? What does that say? <laughs> Them nose, baby. So let me break it down for you. Florida State has not been in Florida State in three years. We watched a Florida State defense, a good Florida State defense for first half. Granted, now the second half, we let them start coming back. We felt bad for them. Mike Norville on the sidelines said, hey, boys, I respect Mike Brown. We don't want to run this thing up too bad on them. Let's, let's, let, them, let's let them get it close. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, let, let me talk about Webb. Let me talk about Jordan Travis. Those two kids play lights out every snap. Every snap. Webb is a hell of a running back. And I, I 
I can't wait to see that kid continue in his future with Florida State because that kid can play ball. That kid is good. That kid can play. Uh, so hats off to Florida State. I am proud. Uh, this is the first big win in a long time for this team. And, I, you know, I, honestly, I don't think uh, – you. If, with Willie Taggart, let's just say we kept Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart's not not beating that North Carolina team. Willie Taggart's not going to hang with Notre Dame for a first half like well, we saw last year. Notre Dame's bust two here in a little bit, but go ahead, go ahead. But no, no, no. Florida State played Florida State football. Am I disappointed in the second half that we didn't get in the end zone, that we didn't get – we didn't score? Yeah, but – we can contribute that to a several, several things. One being my biggest issue, Dante Lucas, number 55, the immaturity, the stupid penalties, the stupid train of thought, whatever's going through his kid's mind, it's got to stop. These coaches have got to get with him and let him know, hey, we can't do something like that. So Dante Lucas did cost us seven points, in my opinion. Uh, Webb got the ball down to the goal line, damn near it. And, uh, yeah, Dante Lucas, bonehead play, mental error, things that we're we're kind of seeing being cut out. But, uh, yeah, I am so glad, so glad Florida State pulled this win out because, one, these kids deserve it, and, two, they they earned it. They they worked hard, and it's 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 a good confidence builder. And I agree with you about the rankings. Is North Carolina a ranked a number five team? Or are they a true number five team? No, top fifteen, yeah, but number five, no. But what did that say last night? It said they ranked five. I'm going with it. We beat the number five team in the nation. So I don't want to hear nothing. The nose are back. Mike Norville has got us on the right track. That's all I can say about it. So I'm, I'm going to throw some controversy to you on this one. Number five team, UNC. So what you're saying is FSU is around the back, is on the right track now. So I'm going to bring up some K-State and Oklahoma that was ranked number three at that point in time. What's that say about K-State? Well, you know, K-State lost their starting quarterback. So, K-State's irrelevant at this point. Uh, Oklahoma has shown time and time again that they will blow a big lead, and uh, just like they did against Texas. So, I'm not uh, I'm not too concerned with Oklahoma and K-State. Florida State did their job. They come out an entire first half and dominated, and that's what I want to see. Every week, I don't care if Florida State loses every game the rest of the season. If I see improvement every single week, that tells me we're building something. That tells me we're on the right right path. So I'm going to go ahead and tell all you other fan bases out there. Get That's a cat's tail, by the way, if y'all wonder what the hell that is coming in the camera. But not to lose train of thought, but speaking of trains, the Norval train is coming. Mike Norval's the real deal. And he's got this team where they need to be. I think we still got a few bad eggs on this team. I think we still got a couple of kids that that are playing for themselves, like a Dante Lucas. But I'm going to tell you fellas now, right now, Florida State, give them another year. Let them get their recruits in, and you're going to see the Knowles fully back. 
and we will be competing with Clemson in two years. Matter of fact, I think we can hang with Clemson for a half. Can we beat Clemson this year? Well, maybe God can help us on that one, but we no, will hang with that Clemson. One. See anybody watching, throw your comments in there. Uh, share with us. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And uh, my boy mentioned Notre Dame. You know, they struggled with Louisville. Oh, yes. Uh, 12, 12 to 7 victory. I'm not too pleased with that. That makes Florida State look a little bad. But you know what? I think Florida State was better than Notre Dame last week. Our defense was just trash. But if you watched the game last night, we had newer players, younger guys in the right position, guys that are hungry, that want to play football, and they were making plays happen. So, so, but, yeah, Louisville and Notre Dame, that was a shocker there. Notre Dame should have blew Louisville out. Should have, but, I mean, in Louisville's case, I mean, they did give up one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I mean, the guy isn't necessarily bad. Louisville stepped it up the past couple of years. So, I mean, you can't necessarily toss them out of the water. I mean, it's kind of like Kentucky. Definitely can't toss Kentucky out of the window. I mean, they've been building their program. It's not the best program. I mean, will they struggle against other teams? Yes. But Notre Dame, did I expect more from them? By far. By far. But struggling against Louisville, though, and they're supposed to be ranked in that top ten, that's, that's not going to cut it. Like, not in the least bit. It's going to definitely push them down the rank because if it doesn't, then it, it really, really should, considering who they've played or who they've beaten, the game that they have postponed to. I mean, that's just saying Notre Dame can't hack it at the moment. They might as well this be is true. And, and I, I want to introduce everybody to, my, to our other co-hosts named after the legendary Bobby Bowden. This is Bowden, everybody. So, Bowden, say hello. He don't want to talk. All right. So, yeah, Notre Dame, they proved to me yesterday they are not a top five team. Uh, again, I will lump them with UNC as a top 15, top 20 team. But Notre Dame is, and I think every year, is, is they're, they're going to be Notre Dame. I'm not very impressed with them. Uh, but speaking of Kentucky, what about that blowout? That blowout win over Tennessee, something I didn't see coming. Uh, Tennessee's uh, 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 should be on a right path. They should be further ahead than where Florida State's at right now. Tennessee, they need an offense, and they need it bad. Tennessee needs a – well, they got the offense. They need the daggone quarterback. Tennessee's just got a terrible quarterback. And uh, I, I just I – don't, I don't know what to say about Tennessee right now. I'm very disappointed. I had them winning that game. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't. And uh, so, yeah, uh, go Kentucky. More power to them. I am a big Mark Stoops fan. So, uh, I will say this yeah. much. Tennessee, yeah, college, Tennessee does not cut it pretty much in any sport except for basketball, in my opinion. That's the only game or even, like, sport I've actually seen them win. Sad part is it's not a football and it's not for the men's basketball. It's the women's basketball that is dominating Tennessee in all sports. That's the only team that actually wins that puts up numbers besides when they play Connecticut. I mean, honestly, had Kentucky winning that game. So eventually Tennessee will get there. They'll find their paid manic again. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it happens. Every single school is switching around. I mean, it's like Duke 
they're coming back up to a certain extent. I mean, they were ranked at one point and then dropped back down and do resemble their old ways as it had been for decades and decades in the past. So, but. Well, Duke's going to be Duke, but I'm going to tell you here, keeping with the SEC, I called it. I told everybody it was going to happen in my little live the other day. The South Carolina Gamecocks upset the Auburn Tigers. At what point again, I asked this question again, at what point is the Auburn faithful going to have enough of Gus Malzahn? Gus Malzahn is not the man for the job. It's time to move on. Fire him at the end of the season. Pay the buyout. Get the money and get a good coach because Gus Malzahn is not it. He's not. And it's time for the Auburn administration to move on. They've got a big buyout with him. That's why they haven't fired him yet, but that buyout's got to go out the window. Gus Malzahn is not it. He's just not – he's not a good coach. I've never believed him to be a good coach. I believed he inherited a good team back in what was that, 2013 when they played Florida State for the Natty. Gus Malzahn's terrible. The play calling's terrible. The defensive scheme, I like Kevin Steele, but it's not very good right now. Uh, Auburn's offensive line. They look horrible, and they got a young quarterback back there trying to make plays. Uh, and I like Bo Nix, but I don't think he's—I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a decent quarterback. Good quarterback, no. Uh, again, if you're watching, throw some comments at us, ask some questions, tell you, tell us what you think uh, as we continue through this broadcast. But Gus Miles on his his time's up. It's time for Gus. The Gus bus needs to head on down the road. I mean, I will say this much about the Gamecocks. I have not seen them perform at that level since Alshon Jeffrey and Jadavian Clowney were up there. That was the last time I've seen them actually perform. And I want to say they have the running back, um, not Latimer, but um, God, I forgot his name. I'm drawing the blank on that one. But he went to San Francisco and sat on the bench for about two years. But that was only because he busted up his knee. But I have not seen him perform like that one. And I will give him a shout out. Hands down to the Gamecocks for literally handing it to Auburn. Auburn came in thinking that they were about to run it. And, yeah, they they got back on that bus. Very, very sad. <laughs> this is going to be a long trip yeah. back home for them. This is going to be a long year for Auburn. Auburn is not going to finish in the top in the East at all. Uh, I, I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the Auburn faithful. But there is no way, uh, no way, in my opinion, uh, that they do any damage. But sticking with SEC, uh, Texas A&M coming off against the big win against Florida last week. They take down the air raid offense of Mississippi State and the uh, and the pirate that is Mike Leach, twenty eight to fourteen. Uh, good game. Uh, I think Jimbo Fisher has Texas A and M going in the right direction. As much as I hate to say that, I do believe he's finally got his personal life in order and he's coaching a little better. Do I ever see Texas A and M being a powerhouse or winning a natty? Uh, no, but I do fully, fully believe uh, that they, they'll they compete for SEC championships, but that's about as far as it'll go. Maybe maybe go to a New Year's Eve bowl here and there. But um, 
Ole yeah, Miss that was a pretty good there. But yeah, not competing for the SEC championship. They haven't. They haven't got to that level yet. So I mean, bowl game. Yeah, especially this year, everybody's gonna get a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And again, sticking with the SEC, we got Alabama. It was our game of the week. Alabama, Georgia. Alabama wins forty-one. Georgia twenty-four. Nick Saban does get to be on the sidelines, which I completely disagree with, because they changed the rules. And I'm tired of Nick Saban crying and getting his way. Mike Norville caught COVID and he was not allowed to retest or do anything else to get on the sidelines against Miami. So why is Nick Saban on the sidelines? He shouldn't have been. Uh, But good win for the Tide. Good win for the Tide. My hat's off to him. Uh, But Saban didn't belong on that sideline. No, I mean, at what point do you sit there and put – all right, I, I get that they wanted to win. I get Saban said that he needs to be on the sideline because he wants to face his former coaches whatsoever. Got it. But the fact that he has COVID, he's going to be interacting with all the players, negative tests or negative tests, whatever you really want to say. If he got it in the first place, then he's still can around some of those, especially three days after he supposedly contracted COVID. So, I mean, you're going to put your whole program at jeopardy just so that way you can have your coach on the sideline. If he's a good coach then his assistant should be able to take over. It shouldn't have been an issue whatsoever. So, no, I mean, I disagree with the NCAA allowing him to sit there and coach. Yeah, horrible decision. And then we'll jump into some ACC games real quick. I don't really have much on this game. Miami beats Pitt. That was expected, 31-19. And, they gave uh, him a run Clemson. for the money at first. Yeah, was, they did. It was close for a little bit. But it was expected of Miami to win. But the number one team in the the nation, the Clemson Tigers, they just – oh, my God. They destroyed. 73-7. Destroyed Georgia Tech. Trevor Lawrence doing Trevor Lawrence things. I, I don't see anybody but him winning the Heisman this year. No, no. I would have put Spencer Rattler on that list initially with him, but Oklahoma's they 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 took a dive here lately. So I mean, that's not even that's not even a choice. Maybe another receiver or something that's probably doing good, but he's not gonna have too much competition. The only competition that he no. might have would be Justin Fields, maybe from Ohio State, which should have been one of the runners up. But yet their season hasn't started yet, so. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that Heisman voting, considering he's going to have about three less games underneath his belt to sit there and subtract from. So, Now, speaking of the Big Ten, when does their season start? Next week, right? Next week, Big Ten starts. I cannot wait. Honestly, cannot wait. Am I upset that most of us are going to be in conference games? I got it. You got to have the Big Ten championship so that way you can make it to the playoffs. But – the Big Ten comes in and SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, everybody that thought that they should be in the top 25 or had dreams of grandeur are going to be completely shattered. There is not going to be any kind of hope for them to be in there. UNC, number five, no. No. Notre Dame ranking up to number four at one point, no. Oklahoma, they thought they were just great, Mm-mm, not going to happen. I see Clemson being up there still. Um, Alabama still being up there. Auburn drops out. 
Georgia might have a shot of being in the top 10, but I mean, Big 10, I'm pretty sure everybody's been waiting on it. I'm definitely waiting for Ohio State to sit there and come in and actually show everybody how to play, hopefully. Hopefully the COVID and the lack of practices, lack of scrimmages doesn't affect them too much, but Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, I'll even throw Nebraska in there. Oh, you're talking, Sam, but I can't hear a word you're saying right now. <laughs> I got to disagree with you right now. If Ohio State, uh, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, yes, they are top ten teams, but the rest of the Big Ten's a joke. And we know this. You know this. Michigan's not what they used to be. Michigan Definitely State's not. up and down. Uh, uh, Iowa, they're top 15 team. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it depends on the year, but I'm not. I don't. I don't think the rankings change too much. I think Ohio State moves into the top five easily. I think Wisconsin moves and Penn State moves into the top ten, fifteen. What about That's Northwestern? About what about them? It's Northwestern's trash. They've always been trash. They ain't no good. The Big Ten's a joke. The Big Ten's got three or four schools that are good. That's it. Okay, but out of those three or four schools, the next three on that list have any given point in time will knock off any Big 12 team, knock off half of the SEC, and knock off at least three-fourths of the ACC. I see Michigan again, doing it. I mean, I Notre Dame's beat Michigan, but I don't think Notre Dame's going to pull it off this year. Again, I disagree with you. Michigan is not a great team, <clears throat> and there's no way. Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin. That's it. That's it. And Wisconsin and Penn State would not survive an SEC schedule. Yes, they would beat some teams in the SEC, uh, the ACC, which but Clemson would dominate them all. Ohio State is the only really good team out of the Big Ten Conference. That is it. That's it. All right, I won't necessarily disagree with you completely because I am a Buckeyes fan, and yes, they're about the only ones that's won a national championship out of the Big Ten so far. Granted, they do get the short end of the stick when it comes to the power rankings, so I, I will give the SEC whoever they have in their pocket, paying whatsoever, Nick Saban sitting here throwing house parties for. I mean, yes, the SEC gets the nod for it, but the Big Ten is definitely underrated, and I say even those three teams – are going to shake up the whole standing because it's going to be some teams in there that are like, well, we deserve it. And they're going to look at their strength of schedule and be like, oh, my God, look, y'all lost to Arkansas State. No, you're not getting in here. <laughs> All right, Griff, well, I think that wraps it up for our college football recap. Let's jump on into this NFL. I saw the Falcons actually won today, got a big lead and held it. Oh, yes, they did. For once, the Falcons were kicking on all cylinders. I think the only person that was lacking a little bit on this offense was Ty Gurley. Matt Ryan lit it up. Julio Jones lit it up. Calvin Ridley stepped up, even across from Julio. So, I mean, they were actually kicking. Defense still surrendered about 20-some points, but they were actually kicking today, which gives them a win in that winner's bracket. So, I mean, hats off to them for getting their offense together. I mean, Maybe it happens to be with all these coaches getting fired. You know, everybody's worried about their job. Like, hey, hey, look, I, I got a family to feed. Y'all have to win today, please, for me. 
If I get a bonus, I'm giving y'all each 10%. <laughs> hmm. I agree. I agree. And it was nice to see Calvin Ridley get me some fantasy points. So uh, that's, that was good for me. Yeah, I will argue with that one. I mean, Calvin Ridley, he did have his down game. He had that one game he was down, but he's been carrying away so far for Atlanta. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking maybe at the end of the year, unless Julio decides that he wants to retire, they might try to pull a whole little trade on him and pull DeAndre Hopkins and send him to one of the other little teams that's up and coming. But I don't necessarily see it. It's still Julio. Julio still is a dominant receiver regardless. Um, up to your next team, though, they actually got another win today. Well, we'll hit two teams for one. The two 0-4 teams in the NFL, which happened to be the Giants and also happened to be the Broncos. First, they got their first W today. Now, the Broncos is possibly more impressive than the Giants, considering the Giants beat Washington. Washington football team, not Redskins football team. Yes, yes, it's stupid. I'm pretty sure most everybody agrees with that one. Politics and all the other good stuff, but that's beside the point. But the Broncos came in, and they knocked off the Patriots. So, I mean, that's Patriots, Cam Newton, maybe rebuilding. 12 players that are on the COVID exempt list because they decided to opt out on the season, but – I saw the Patriots give Seattle a business almost, and then Seattle still pulled it off. So, I mean, Broncos knocking off the Patriots. Hats off to them on that one, especially with none of their primary receivers. Melvin Gordon's out. They get Philip Lindsay back, though. And that's big, getting Lindsay back. Lindsay's, uh, Lindsay's a great running back. Yeah, he's definitely underrated. I mean, Gordon is Gordon, but Lindsay still for three years has carried that team even when he wasn't even supposed to be there. so I agree. But, yeah, hats off to the Broncos. Giants, congratulations on your first win. I know my wife is possibly happy. Yes, she's more of a Dallas fan, but she still roots for the Giants. Don't ask me how that works in the division, considering it's Giants, Dallas, Washington, and the Eagles. Um, speaking of the Eagles, we'll go to that one. Eagles and the Ravens. <sighs> I don't even know where to start. Um, Baltimore almost gave that that game away. That's and that's rare. That's rare for Baltimore. <laughs> they're they're normally in there, uh, doing their thing and dominating. Especially a team against like Philly, who's not very, uh, who's not very good this year. Especially no. with Wentz. I just I have no faith in Wentz. I think Wentz is trash, and I think Philly's they need to move on from him. Yeah, last time Wentz was actually good was when Nick Foles was there when they still had Chip Kelly running that Oregon offense pretty much. Release quick hit routes with speedy receivers just making the plays after the ball. Since that was Peterson, all right. Peterson won the Super Bowl. Whatever. Got it. Fluke. (laughs) Since then, it's been nothing. Trade away half the team. So be it, but... Baltimore almost losing. Did they win? Yes, they did. But there was no way that that game should have even been as close as it was in the second half. Um, It was just, I I don't know if it was bad coaching or if it was just heck of defensive plays, but Baltimore about gave that game away. Yeah, and then then you got uh, got the Bengals 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell them about it. The Bengals losing to the Colts. They almost pulled that off. Uh, I, I like Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow's a great. Uh, uh, he's going to be a great QB. They just got to yeah. get a. They got to get a better defense around him. Definitely. So maybe another running back. Mixon hasn't really showed up this year for him. So and Mixon was supposed to be one of those top ten running backs in the league this year, and he's barely showed up. He did score today, but. He hasn't necessarily been cutting it. They might have to go back to that two-headed monster again where they had Hill and Giovanni Bernard running the ball. But Burrow definitely is pulling his weight right now. He's performing like a number one draft pick should have been performing. So, hey, And A.J. Green showed up today. I think he had eight receptions for 96 yards. So that's oh, the first season. He's been, yeah, <laughs> he's been on the sidelines for a while. Yeah, he's tied his whole season receptions in that one game right there then. Phillip Rivers, congrats on that comeback. Um, yeah. Yeah, good job on that win. But I know how Phillip Rivers is going to end up right on the bubble and not making it. So Yeah, I fully believe Phillip Rivers is uh, overrated. Yeah. Um, aside from them, let's get to the good ones. I know you like your Vikings, but we already hit them with the Falcons. Kirk Cousins, apparently there's talk about him. I'm just talking about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, that's it. That's right. The it's Falcons got lucky. Let's just say it like it is. The Falcons got lucky Cook was out, and that's why they won. They got lucky Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. And speaking of him, he might be getting benched for the whole rest of the year possibly. So we'll wait and see on that one. But let's get to these 5-0 and teams. Titans, overtime, Texans. Bill O'Brien out of the picture. Romeo Crennel running the team at the moment. Texas win last week. Come in Nashville. They drop back a little bit and then pick it back up the second half and push the Titans into overtime. Um, if anybody remembers the first week, what was it? Or was it the first week or second week that Dallas had a chance to actually win the game? And instead of kicking the field goal, they went, they went for the points anyway. And they end up losing. All right. Texans, fourth quarter, minute 30 left, already up by six. Six or seven, as it was. They decided to go for the two-point conversion and miss it. But they were already up by seven points. It would put the game out of, out of the way, but why not just kick the one and make them have to score a two-point conversion? Instead, Tennessee comes down, scores with four seconds left on the clock, pushes it into overtime, and then big old King Henry – Decides to put on his crown and say, okay, I'm tired of y'all. Look, y'all just need to get out of my court. Yeah, Derek, Derek Henry's definitely a ball player. That, that guy's – he's going to break records, man. He's, he's a great running back. Yeah, he definitely done his job. Um, but I'm not going to stay on the Titans. Everybody knows I'm a Titans fan by now. If you do not know, yes, I'm a Titans fan, but I'm not going to sit there and toot their horn. Congrats to their 5-0 season. Pretty sure it's still the first one, but Pittsburgh was the bigger one. Um, Browns were supposed to be a decent team this year, but this is the first time this year I have seen them literally just get handed a diaper and say, here goes some wipes. Do it yourself. I'm not cleaning it for you. Yeah, they look bad. Yeah, they look really bad. But, you know, teams are going to have those games. They're going to have sloppy games. But the Browns, they, they looked horrible. Yeah, they did. Baker Mayfield got benched. But 
On the side note for that one, he supposedly got benched because he's been battling some bruised ribs and Casey Keenum came in now. Casey Keenum, in my opinion, is a very underrated quarterback. I mean, in the right system, as you saw with the Vikings before Kirk Cousins decided to come back, dude was a monster. Other than that, dude has been pretty mediocre, but he is a reliable backup quarterback. But it was just bad. I mean – yeah, well, that's still that's still curtain defense was just too much for them. Plus, they're missing Nick Chubb. So, yeah, that is true. Speaking of some injuries, um, Pittsburgh took a couple of them. Bud Dupree is gone. Um, one of the cornerbacks is out. Um, Bud Dupree, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. All right, Bud Dupree's missing. Um, they're missing one of the cornerbacks also. So, I mean, their defense is hurting. So, it's just one of those little things that they're going to have to sit there and get along with. Um, but their defense is still good. Um, last one I'm going to sit here and touch, besides Lions beat Jacksonville. It was a given. No. Dolphins beat the Jets. Demolished them pretty much 24 to nothing. That was expected also. So, I'm not even going to touch those. But the bigger one – which was a nice little battle, which was supposed to be a good one, was Panthers and the Bears. Myself, I picked the Panthers to win because how they have been doing here lately. Can't hear you, Griff. I don't know if we're having technical difficulties or what. I cannot hear Griff. Griff has disappeared on me. Bear with us if you're watching. I have no idea what is going on. We seem to be having technical difficulties. But what I can tell you is I'm watching the Rams and Niners right now, and my Rams look sloppy. My Rams are looking bad. So, yeah, this is uh, 